listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, following. the following is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. A journey into comics. A journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Mmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Butter a carb? Will you stop eating? We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Andrew. And I'm Liz. And we are co-hosting foodies this week yep we haven't been back in a bit and you would remember us from adulting and easy from last year which we did before we got married yep yeah <laughs> so this, this is like what do i even yeah and now we're married i mean this isn't our intro this isn't our intro back to adulting ain't easy it's foodies it's foodies, foodies. that's what we're doing foodies watching movies yep and we have wine Hey guys, Deadpool here. Just wanted to tell you about a little event that's happening on March 23rd. Fun for Funs, it's a Journey into Comics Network event. Featuring live podcasts from Brews with Dudes, Podcastrophy, Dungeons with Dudes, and Journey into Comics. As well as performances by band number one, Boner Jovi. Ooh, that sounds fun. Walk Among Us, Yesterday's Chips. Also featuring live stand-up. By comedian Patrick Murray. He's so much fun. Presented by Journey into Comics Network and the Doom Room. North and Pub, Lafayette, Indiana. Doors for three. Podcasts at four with bands at 730. $10. It's 21 and up. Don't try to sneak in, you silly kids. We interrupt this regular edition of Foodies Watching Movies for a weird hodgepodge thrown together crazily edited i don't know what the hell we're doing but we had to do it episode of foodies watching movies this is season three episode 11 as always i am your host nate joining me today co-creator of foodies watching movies miss veronica hey, how are what's you up? i'm good full of cookies yeah delicious pokemon cookies indeed on sale pokemon cookies Ooh, can't beat that that's right also joining us welcome back yet again the lovely Miss Sarah, how you doing? Mm, also full of cookies, I guess. <laughs> you guys are both filled with cookies. And, yeah, uh, they had cookies on sale at the grocery store today for, they were what, 99 cents? And then I think the Pokemon ones were like two for three dollars or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sweet. it was pretty uh, pretty good cookie finds today. Yeah. Pretty it, tasty. Uh, helped maximize our optimum snackage. Correct. After a delicious <laughs> dinner. Yeah, yeah. Kicked it old school today, V. I did. I went old school and I made like a classic dinner that I haven't cooked in a really long time. Oh, I crave it. (laughs) Yeah, I used to make it all the time, but I haven't made it because I've been so busy and it's just, I never make it. But I made beef stroganoff and mashed potatoes and corn, like covered in butter and salt and pepper. Oh, it was my jam. It It was was so good. Good and sexy in all the right ways. It was some good steak. I used steak per Sarah's suggestion instead of the stew meat, so it didn't get too tough or anything. I thought it was pretty good. Seared Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Damn, it was delicious. I have like cookie hiccups. Sorry, I'm in a cookie coma. Cookie one singular. We should talk about that. You have one singular hiccup that happens. Yeah. When you get hiccups, they just are hiccup. Yeah, I don't get the hiccups. I just get hiccup. Because you're good at controlling your diaphragm from singing? Uh, sure, let's go with that. Sure, opera? 
Yeah, why not? Okay, I don't cr- know. It's just a weird thing. Okay, sure. <laughs> like it's a weird food cork, okay. I suppose. All right, interesting. <laughs> but anyway, we had something important to talk about. That's yep. the whole reason why we're interrupting uh, Family Poor. Thank you. you know what I'm yeah. Saying? The uh, adulting ain't foodies watching movies team because we're <laughs> we're like conjoining them from two separate worlds here. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we finally <laughs> did it, guys. We finally did it. We found the best taco joint in it's the region. It's the best around. We finally did it. We had excellent, down. excellent tacos at Bossman Tacos Man. in Highland. It was excellent. I think that this is like a little bit of a journey that I want to take people on because it wasn't just like. We decided to have this boss man tacos and everything is like hunky dory. It's really kind of weird how it all happened. Initially, I drove by that place like a hundred thousand different times. You know, yeah. You can laugh at me for telling this story. I don't care. <laughs> we drive by this place like it's been in business for two years. So in the two years time, I've driven by it hundreds of thousands of times. It's literally I didn't even know that it was like open. Yeah, it's been open for two whole years. I did not know that. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've driven past it all the time. So that tells you everything you need to know. It's a hole in the wall joint that not everybody sees. It doesn't have visibility like it should. I mean it does. It's like right there. It just doesn't have like outside doesn't have like a, a big alluring sign saying this is what this is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Correct. It you doesn't know. properly sell itself, which is I okay. I mean it's okay cuz it like it, it it's it's not it's I was the pleasantly area. Pleasantly surprised. It, it's for the area. Yes. It was. Oh, okay. It was so okay. So like we have a really, uh, we live somewhere where there's not lots of food choices. It's lots of cr- fast food or brilliant creative choices at that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's trying to do the same shit that everybody's Everything done. Everything is like franchises around Correct. here. There's no very little original restaurants and. There's some. I mean, there's there's several, but like, we don't we don't have a lot of really good eats that I get excited about anymore. Like since the Thai food place closed, yeah. like oh, there's tragic. no Thai around here. Oh man, that's so sad about the Thai place. It's just weird because like we drove by there a ton, and one night after we had we were coming, at, we were actually coming home from your house, mm-hmm. and it was like an earlier night or something. I don't know. Maybe you had something with your family. I don't. I, anyways. And I was just like, let's go there for tacos, whatever. So have Dollar Street Tacos. That's all we looked at on the menu. That's all we cared to to get into. Uh, and they were really good, you know. And I was like, oh, this place is cool. Like, I'm really into this place. It wasn't till the inside experience we had that, like, next level sold me Did on Did you guys the... get it through the drive-thru? Correct. Yeah, the first couple times. Yeah, we just drive through it all. Every mm-hmm. time, you know, and then I think like the one time before we before we experienced like the the, the best part of their menu, the menu that like the sells their menu. business, the the thing that makes them unique. Um, we went inside and we were looking at their menu, and I was like overwhelmed by it. And the only thing I saw was the California, and it's the, the burrito I talked about a couple weeks ago, I think, on Foodies. Mm-hmm. They had like yeah. French fries and pico de gallo and guacamole and all this. Yeah, that story is actually what inspired me to want to eat at this restaurant. Amazing. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go and actually have a dining experience. Yeah, there. we just decided to have it for lunch one day Man. last week. Oh my! It was like the God. best day. It was the best decision. <laughs> yeah, it was so fuck? good. <laughs> they have like this amazing, unique, creative menu that I wouldn't typically expect from a Northwest Indiana taco restaurant. Like they had the coolest effing tacos. My favorite was the steak tacho. So mm-hmm. there was the steak tacho. We tried a lot, and we should talk. Try to remember to talk about them all. What yeah. was on the steak tacho? The steak tacho was. Really good, perfectly cooked steak. I'm gonna look they it cooked up. it to order. Uh, cilantro, onion, and tater tots. Cheesy tater tots or something, right? They were... Yeah, and there was some kind of sauce on it. I'm glad Sarah's looking it up because I don't remember. So it was okay. like some kind of like crema sauce maybe. I don't know. They have like all of these different table sauces that they make homemade too and just put on the tables every day. Oh, man. And they had this like crazy salsa verde avocado crema sauce that was next level. It was like so gardeny and like fresh tasting and green. Absolutely crispy. And it didn't have like too much heat. It was real nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the steak tacho, according to their website or whatever, 
steak, tater tots, cheddar cheese, onion, cilantro, avocado, and corn relish, which is sriracha crema, crema on a flour tortilla. So it does come with that corn relish. Ah. And the crema, like you said. Yeah, the first time I got it, it didn't have that corn relish on it. And oh. I liked it better without it. Because the second time we got it, I didn't jam it as much. Like it had like that corn flavor um, was good in it, but it was just a little too sweet for all of the savory that was in it. Uh, you know, just to talk about that quickly, I feel like there was maybe a younger cat or somebody who wasn't as great with portion control on the grill that day because it was a little differently made. Yeah, we went back a second time. Spoiler alert. We like went back for a times, second. Like three really. It's been several well, times. Well, I've only eaten there twice. Maybe it's only been twice. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've only eaten there twice. And the the first time was definitely a, a amazing, excellent experience. The second time, we did it through DoorDash. That's another thing too. It was a DoorDash experience, mm-hmm. which we've all we've really been all about the DoorDash thing, especially like when we're busy mm-hmm. working and all these things. Like, it just uh, DoorDash is the bomb. Sarah got the Dash Pass, and it's like the smartest thing yeah, because so the Dash Pass, from what I know, and Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong. Any place that has a check mark. Uh, on DoorDash, you'd get free delivery from, mm-hmm. and you get like 5% off your overall total, which includes the fees that you pay to do DoorDash anyways. So essentially, it's like it is this is the same price as going to the restaurant and buying the food right there and, and not having to drive. And then, of course, you do have to add a tip, which is maybe a couple extra dollars, which is not that bad. But you'd be tipping anyway if you were dining in. Correct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, the thing is, though, is you pay... $10 a month to have DoorDash's Dash Pass. So mm-hmm. think, in one or two deliveries on DoorDash, which we use it enough to, to warrant this, I think. Like, you use that quickly. And I, I'm wondering if our Lafayette friends have the DoorDash. I, I feel like that would be a place that would just kill. I have no idea. With yeah, DoorDash, right? you know. Just College like the, sounds like that. You'd think they would. Yes, exactly. Grub yeah. and all that. Think College about, kids needing jobs. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Bobby T's, like getting Bobby T's on delivery. Maybe <laughs> the bomb chicken and waffles. Anyways, Ooh, that's peas. a different place. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> well, that's Pete's Bobby T's now. I know. Uh, Whatever. Pete's to me. <laughs> but uh, what did you? Okay, well, you had another. Ta- you had other tacos though, other than the steak taco. I did. I I went ham because we were looking at these tacos and they were like three dollars and what twenty five cents a taco. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> very. Yeah, they were like Roughly. three bucks a taco so for the specialty ones. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I can get a couple fucking tacos. So I got the ch- fish and chips taco, which was good. It had french fries on it. Uh, the fish was really crispy and good. I liked it. I mean, you have to be kind of in a fish and chips mood for that taco. Clearly, yeah. And for some reason I was, which I very rarely am. You did, Although you didn't finish it, which was kind of beneficial because I got to have that last bite and- Man, I was like, oh, fuck, I should have ordered that one. It was good. I was saying the same thing about yours, though. You got that, uh, you got the fried chicken taco. Oh, the the barbecue chicken uh, boss man taco. Yeah. Was Mm -hmm. out. That was like the best one. World. That was the best one. It's got like a jalapeno slaw. Mm-hmm. With um, a deep fried deep chicken fried pickles and the deep fried pickles mm-hmm. on it as well, uh, and it's uh, got barbecue sauce obviously on that as part of it. Mm-hmm. So good! It just like the like seriously. I wrote a review and I want to talk about that briefly too. I wrote a review on Facebook that this this first bite of taco was so good. It inspired me to write an entire review about this place, and it's why we're actually mm-hmm. talking about it here on the podcast. Because the first time I bit into the barbecue chicken taco that we're talking about, it like gave me genuine goosebumps. It tasted mm-hmm. so good, like the flavors. <laughs> I know were it was stellar, perfectly balanced in every way. Like it moved me, man. And and it's funny because I feel like. You know, that's one thing with this place, and we're going to talk about the other tacos we've had as well, because I ordered a couple different ones as well. I'll probably need to see the menu, actually, because my brain's... Oh, I had the jerk chicken one. That was the other one I had that day. Mm-hmm. It was fucking hot. Yeah, you said it was spicy. It was hot. Like, it was no bullshit jerk chicken in your face. Mm-hmm. Hot. Toss it. I, I, I guess you don't want to toss it. <laughs> um, shit. Okay. Well, I'm just going to do this. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy to the break of dawn. Yeah. Got it. Okay, I did it, you guys. Success. 
we're looking at their menu here. So I had their jerk chicken, which was a pulled chicken cooked in Jamaican jerk seasoning, pineapple salsa, which was fucking amazing, the sriracha crema, which you had on yours as well, I think, on a flour tortilla. Okay. So we went, we did the DoorDash thing. And I, well, we'll talk about that in a minute because I want to talk about this experience when we, we ate in. So, uh, there, I, that's, yeah, good enough. Sarah's like, I just tossed the phone to her. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, um, you know. When we were dining in there, I also had the, um, you mentioned that pineapple, uh, what was it, pineapple salsa? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to try that because they had a, a taco that had, like, uh, shrimp and then, like, cilantro and the pineapple salsa and all that stuff. And I wanted to try that one, but I didn't. I ended up getting this seafood, like, steak. What is it? Surf and turf. I got the, the surf, surf and, and turf. turf. And it had, like, a champagne crema sauce on it. And that was an interesting flavor combination, but it was really good. Sweet. And I liked it, and I would get it again. But for me, the the chicken one that you got was the best one yeah totally sarah what about you um what did you have when we were there Mm. the first time we went there well i had the asian steak taco which was excellent you guys didn't try that one did you no i didn't Mm. that one had teriyaki steak with uh, Napa cabbage, onion, fried noodles, sriracha, and sesame seeds on a corn tortilla. And it was good. Just yeah, not like, your average taco place. It had like a, um, like a sweet and savory thing going on um, that I liked. It was good. Nice. And then I got that one again. I don't know. What else did I get? There was another one I had when we were there, though. You had a chicken one. Oh, no, no, I didn't. I got some chicken street tacos, but I had the crispy veggie taco. That's right. And that one was good. Uh, that had fr- That's fried yellow squash, zucchini, and cauliflower with avocado and corn relish, garlic aioli on a corn tortilla. Damn. And, yeah, that was very good. The vegetables were, like, um, tempura battered. Oh, my so God, they I were, love that. Yeah, it was, like, a light, crispy kind of a thing going on. Sweet. And it was, I want one now. Thinking <laughs> about it, <laughs> yeah, it's late though. What about that? Uh, what about that fucking dessert taco? Oh, oh my god! So they have to post pictures of that massive dessert menu of dessert tacos that are massive. And we got to meet the the adorable little girl that makes the dessert tacos. She's like, oh yeah, I'm the one that makes them. I'm like, oh, <gasps> oh yeah, I love them. But she makes like a. Like um, waffle cone taco shells fills them with different kinds of ice cream and like all different kinds of toppings, anything you want. Man, but they had like the it was the peanut butter fan. Yeah, we got like the butterfinger peanut butter one. It was so good, covered in like pieces of butterfinger. They have the they have it on here. Oh, sweet. Well, please read it off. Um, what did we get? Peanut butter fingers. That's what it's called. Yeah, peanut butter fingers. Mm Hmm. Oh, and of that course I delicious. just took a bite of cookie. Pass it to me. <laughs> we're going sure to we're gonna have to post pictures of that because I think we took pictures, right? Do you want to read it? Oh, sure. Actually. So the peanut butter fingers is chocolate ice cream topped with Butterfinger and Reese's candy crumbles, peanuts, peanut butter sauce, whipped cream, and a cherry on top. Six fifty. You can have all that and more. Or, it is massive. I mean, it was almost... It, it was, was huge. It yeah, was enough for the three of us. people. Yeah. Well, but yeah, three, three of us shared it happily. Yeah. Can I just say it was funny, too, because we were, like, talking about it when we were first sitting down, and you were like, I'm going to get this one and this one and this one. We're going to get three different yeah, ones. Yeah, because like, I thought, it. oh, they're dessert tacos. You think of, like, the Choco Taco. Right. You know, remember those things? I was thinking about, exactly, I was thinking about the little tiny dessert dinky tacos, but these are, like, mm-hmm. beefy. Enough Massive. for three people. Three, 330-somethings yeah. got this and was very happy. Yeah. But listen, they have, like, all of these different kinds. I just want to read some of them. Please do. We will not, be, I will not be trying the the mint one. The mint, mint to be. Mint to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. They have one, um, rainbows and unicorns. It's like birthday cake ice cream topped with fruity marshmallows, gummy worms, gummy bears, rainbow sprinkles, blue vanilla sauce, whipped cream, and a cherry. The cereal killer that's got like fruity pebbles and Captain Crunch and all sorts of shit. 
Cookie, oh, say cookie. what's all in it. I want to know. All of it? Okay. Oh, I want to know. All right, you, you the had cereal me. killer. Like vanilla ice cream topped with Fruity Pebbles, Fruit Loops, Captain Crunch Berry, Blue Vanilla Sauce, oh, man. Whipped Cream, and a Cherry on Top. Oh. The Cookie 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 is Cookies and Cream Ice. I wanted to try this one, too. Yeah. The Cookies and Cream Ice Cream topped with Oreo and Chips Ahoy Cookie Crumbles, Mini Chocolate Chips, Fudge Sauce, Whipped Cream, and a Cherry on Top. This was also the other one that I wanted to try because I, I did say I wanted to have Man, three of them. There were so many good ones. But to I'm just going to have to keep using it as an excuse to go back and try a different one each time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the next time we will be trying this one, it's the short and sweet. I knew you were going to say this one next. Uh, it's the strawberry ice cream with strawberries, frosted animal cookies, white chocolate chips, strawberry sauce, whipped cream, and a cherry on top. Mm. My teeth hurt just thinking about it. You, you Diabetes. Animal cookies. Frosted animal cookies. I'm Wolford Bramley, and this is diabetes. And just wait, it gets more. <laughs> this one, I love you s'more. Oh, man. Definitely want this one, too. Rocky Road ice cream with Hershey chocolate chunks, marshmallow fluff, graham crackers, mini marshmallows, topped with whipped cream and a cherry. And then there's the Johnny Bananas, which is vanilla ice cream with bananas. Um, <laughs> they spelled Reese's wrong. Reese's, candy crumbles, peanuts, cocoa crispies, peanut butter sauce, whipped cream, and cherry. Man. Damn. That's, it's that's a, great, a lot of desserts. It's a great dessert menu. It's a great time to be alive, guys. Here's <laughs> Boss one Man I, Tacos is killing it. Here's one thing I want to say about Boss Man Tacos per my review. Like, I really believe in their mission statement, and I, and I don't know their mission statement personally, but I feel like... <laughs> well, no, but like... <laughs> <laughs> I really believe in this statement. <laughs> <laughs> go on i'm interesting to know where this just, road leads you know what i'm saying i can tell from their cooking what they're trying to do what they're trying to accomplish i can taste in their food a genuine love and passion for what they do and a knowledge that they can be original and game-changing just by thinking outside of the standard box there are thousands of restaurants in Northwest Indiana to go to that are, no offense, El Guero's or The Ranch or any of these places. They don't have anything like what Boss Man Tacos has. And that that's what literally makes them stand out. Right. You know, they're, they are the Johnny Wrestling in a group of Johnny Has-Beens, you know. And I don't mean to be mean to any of these other businesses. They've all made great tacos that I've loved. But there is a clear difference. Yeah, this place stepped it up. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Boss Man Tacos. Check them out. Yeah. I also need to talk about the elote. Oh, please oh, do. Shit. Get on it. We didn't even talk about the elote, which yeah, I liked. Yeah, I need to talk about it real quick because I can't, like, I was addicted to it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I wanted it, like, every day. They have... Uh, I don't know if you guys know about elote. Uh, if you don't, it's Mexican corn that has like a mayonnaise and seasonings and things, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually you get it at the fair, like on a stick, but this is in a cup, which is better. I appreciate the cup. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, as do suck. I. You can take it home too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they have their traditional elote, which is it was nice. Um, the sweet corn is really good. It's like really big kernels of sweet corn, which is what I really liked. Covered in butter. Oh, man. But they make a house elote that they call the boss elote in a cup. And it has corn, butter, mayo, cilantro. Uh, I don't know how to say this kind of cheese. Let me see. Is it cotilla? I don't know how to say that. But that's like that really sharp Mexican cheese. Oh, yeah. Cotilla. Yeah. Cotilla cheese with and the, whatever that seasoning is. Yeah. That's the Thaiin seasoning. I think that's how you say that. Uh, that was zingy. Yeah. it's um. It tastes like those... Uh, what is the, the powder? that uh, Like lemon-lime sort of powder? Oh, yeah. And those lime chips. Yeah. Like that that candy. Like it's like it comes in those little packets, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like that, like that really sharp lime taste, which I like. All of those flavors were yeah. good for me. Um, and I, like I said, was addicted to it for a hot second there. <laughs> I had it to was slow very down. good. Because, uh, yeah, it's like 250 and you get this giant cup of, what is it, like an eight ounce thing? It's very shareable. Yeah. 
I mean, I could have yeah. like two or three bites on it and there would still be an entire cup. Yeah, you guys didn't like it as much as I did. I really liked it. I, I liked it. it. I thought mine had a lot of cheese on it, but I mean, yours it was still did. Good. Yours had more cheese on it than any of the ones I had when mm. I ordered it. You just uh, it had but, a lot of toppings on it, so it was just yeah. very sharp. But I would still get it again. I liked it. Yeah, I um, I thought it was very good, and I needed to say something about it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said something about it. I think that uh, if we pitched it to them, I feel like we could probably rock out an episode at Boss Man Taco sometime. That would be a lot of fun. That'd be fun. Maybe have uh, – I'm going to fuck up his name. It's Vinny something, Vinny P. Pascali. Eh, that's probably not right. I don't know who you're talking about. The owner of Boss Man Tacos. Oh. Because, see, that's not – I'm not done with the story because I, I, I wrote this really nice review, heartfelt review – genuinely saying how much I believed in this food because it was so fucking good. Like, I don't usually rave on that level about a place, but I really did. And uh, he wrote back that uh, in, like, a message that he, 30 years later, that's why he cooks for people is for to hear things like that, you know. Nice. And that my words were going to make him better. And he was going to grow from that, which was really nice to hear but then he also said that it moved him to tears to hear me say these things you oh, know about nice. his food and um well it was warranted it was, that's exactly what i'm <laughs> yeah. saying like it was it was warranted because i don't ever like like anything enough to you know promote it online or ever write a review or anything like that like i don't even yeah, and and I'm I'm not the type of person to like go on Yelp and be like your food sucked or oh my god this food's great. I just I don't I don't care enough about anything to do that. Um, I'm taking time out of my life to tell you all to go eat at this restaurant because it was that good. I mean, we've got um, friends coming in to town soon in the near future. This is a place we're taking them. Like yeah, like Tyler, Skyler, Yuhas. Y'all motherfuckers are eating there, whether you know it or not. Like, it's it's going to happen because it's worth it. Like, it's an amazing experience. And I can't wait to hear what other people think about it who've never had these kind of outside-the-box tacos. Yeah. Because their boss... Be oh, you know what? And, and to talk on the DoorDash, I got one of their... I got the Bloody Mary pork taco mm -hmm. that they have from their boss man tacos. It was not one that I probably would order again, honestly. Um, maybe it's just because it didn't come out well through DoorDash and it sat too long or something. I'm not really I sure. I think it maybe. was the DoorDash thing. It just yeah. wasn't. It wasn't what I'm vibing. I, mean, I, I feel gonna... like there's a difference of eating at home and eating at a restaurant. Also very true. Because you know it's going to be sitting. It's going to get a little mushy. It's going to the steam is going to affect it or whatever. Right. Absolutely. There's right. nothing like sitting down and getting fresh food served yeah. to you and eating God. it right then. And our service that day was so good, too. Our waitress was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. I loved all the staff there. Everybody was super nice, which is very rare. Totally, especially Here, in Northwest yeah, Indiana. Yeah. Everybody's so jaded. Mm-hmm. You know? At least that's been our experience. Yeah. I mean, but... I it was a good experience, and we had to tell you guys about it. So we literally <laughs> had to interrupt this normal broadcast. We told, like, AP messages, and he's like, hey... Can Liz and I do foodies? We haven't been on in a while. You guys probably want a little bit of a break, which we had been going consistently between doing this and Gallifradio. I think we've had a podcast for like... It's been a lot of podcasts. 20 weeks in a row or something. We've done at least one show together. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was like, yeah, of course we want to take the weekend off. You know, that'd be great. And then as soon as I saw you say that, it was like, oh, fuck, we have to talk about those tacos. We, <laughs> we can't not do that. Like... I wanted to record a foodies that day. That's how inspired I was about it. Like we really probably should have, but it's okay. I digress. <laughs> it was. It is what it is. It was still amazing. I cannot wait to show more people about Bossman Tacos in Highland. If you're in the area, if you're going through the area, if you're jumping off of eighty ninety four on your way between Detroit and Chicago or somewhere on on that path, go to Bossman Tacos. It will be worth your time. I promise you that. Word. Uh, now I think we should probably stop interrupting Liz and AP because they're, well, they were just like, and we have wine. And I just said, fuck you. We're cutting it off. Like we're going right now. We're just going to jump in real quick. So now that we're done jumping in real quick, 
I want to say thank you guys for joining me on this mini podcast within a podcast of Foodies Watching Movies. <laughs> where cast. I've been Nate. Veronica. Sarah. And uh, take it away, AP and Liz. We do. And we had food recently, and we saw some movies. Yes. Academy Award winners, or potential award Potentials. winners. We saw three of the eight Best Picture nominated films, because Liz and I, this is our fourth year doing the AMC Best Picture Showcase, which is you spend all day, two weekends, all day on Saturdays, two Saturdays in a row, watching movies. It would be four movies we'd have watched, but because of the nature of Roma being a Netflix film and didn't get a true theatrical release, it was exempt from the showcase. So we still haven't watched that. We'll probably try and watch it this week, maybe. If not, I will, because I want to see it before the... It probably wins Best Picture. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know. How's it been doing? Um, It is probably the most... Well, it's Alfonso Cuaron, who like directed Gravity... Um, a lot of people know he directed uh, The Prisoner of Azkaban, the Harry Potter movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he's a Academy, He got his Academy Award for Best Director for Gravity. He's won all the directing awards pretty much up to this point for directing Roma. It's all in Spanish and in black and white and on Netflix. So not everyone's cup of tea, but I've heard really good things about it. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to give it a shot. Yeah, and we saw... What we saw? We saw The Favorite... We saw Black Klansman, and we saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. And I saw... I've seen two of those movies before, and you've seen just Bohemian Rhapsody before. Right. So, let's kind of break down what was the first one we saw, and that was The Favorite, which was directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, which is a really hard name to say. Um, I don't know what movie he directed before. I think it was like The Lobster or something where I've never heard of it, but... I've been told through other podcasts I listen to that this is his most accessible film, but it was still kind of unusual, wouldn't you it say? It was weird. Like, it, you don't have to sugarcoat it. It was weird. Right. It had some, like, I don't know, it had some historical accuracy to it. It's just still very weird. Right. Because it's based on the story of Queen Anne, who ruled England in the 1700s, the early 1700s. Um, and it actually involved, like, actual people. It wasn't... They took liberties, obviously, because it was a weird comedic version of this story. But they still, like, it still involved, like... I don't like, know if it was a comedy. Well... There were funny parts, but I don't... I wouldn't specifically... Right. ...categorize it as a comedy. Yeah, and the Golden Globes was nominated for comedy, but they also nominated, like, The Martian for comedy, and that movie is not... But you wouldn't know that either, because the last showcase... You were not feeling so hot. Oh, that one. The first showcase we ever did, I got... I had a fever, so I had to leave before we saw The Martian and The Revenant. And he won't let me forget it. I will, will, and will. I still haven't seen either of those movies, so... And I have them, so we'll have to watch them eventually. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, but, yeah, the favorite... So, yeah, like I said, 1700s Queen. It's kind of a power struggle movie because it's a woman who once... A woman played by Emma Stone. She, Abigail. Abigail. Mm-hmm. And she wants um, her ladyhood back. Her and Rachel Vice's character... I'm really spaced on her name. Do you remember the character's uh, name? Lady something. Sarah. Sarah... Sarah something. I don't Marble know. Marlboro or something weird. Yes. Um, so basically, they're cousins. Um, through to like some nature, Abigail's father like sold her to a German. And it's just like, she lost ladyhood and has basically been like... In squalor, and then tried through like convinced herself to become like a handmaid, and then worked herself up into being in the queen's bed, and kind of slowly yeah. trying to reclaim what she lost. And it's just this power struggle between these two characters to win Queen Anne's affection. And there's some kind of some weird bits thrown out, and there's blood and nudity and lesbian sex and all. That. It's very unusual. Yeah, I would agree. And there's a weird dancing scene that. At one point, like, this guy does this weird, like, almost like he was walking it out, but, like, very overdramatic. I don't know. I can't describe how he was dancing, but it was just odd, and there was, like, 17 rabbits, and... Yeah, it was just a very odd movie. It was not my cup of tea. It was kind of like when we saw, um, what was the one with Daniel Day-Lewis that we saw a couple years ago? Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. It was the same... 
I feel like I walked out of that movie feeling the same way. Yeah, I I, I was just like, well, it was okay, but I was like. I'm just very confused and a little disturbed, and I don't know what to right. like. I was just very perplexed. I feel like that's the right. Word I would. I would. Like, they both had very similar kind of endings. It's like, oh well, I guess this is fine. They're all fine with how this is going. This is yeah, yeah. It's and there was only like one. There's one scene that made me a little upset, and you know the scene I'm talking about. I don't know. Maybe when uh, with involved, it was involved a rabbit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Without giving too much away, someone step is like stepping on a rabbit almost to the point of killing it, and Andrew got sad. And I was just like, but don't don't do that. I mean, I'm sure the rabbit was in no danger. It was an audio clip of the rabbit being struggled, and it was just I don't know. There's they have to put a little moniker: no animals are harmed in the making of this film. They have to do that, or PETA and a lot of people have very get very upset. But so that was the first one we saw, and. It was also, I think, the shortest, at coming at, like, at two hours. Like, all the movies were long. and we it, fo- it didn't really feel as long. I thought it would feel longer, but it was just, like... I guess I was just, like, so perplexed. I was like, okay, what's next? What's right. next? What's next? Yeah, it and was interesting. It was and also, it, they had, like, little, like, chapters. Cause eventually it would, like, cut to, like, five. And then it'd be, like, a weird, obscure line that comes up later in the movie. And you're like, five of what? And I was like, oh, maybe it's a four-part. No? Kept going. Yeah, it wasn't like it was acts or anything, because that's right. what I thought it was. It was like, oh, one, two, three, that makes sense. And then, then like, it was oh. like, there's eight. Like, yeah, I was oh, like, oh, okay. well, that's... So, segments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it... Yeah, I, I will say, it's, it was very much like Phantom Thread. But yeah, I it did, don't think it will win the Oscar. I will tell you no. that. It was Olivia Colman might win something, but I don't think it has a shot at Best Picture. It she, might win screenplay... Yeah, she did pretty well. I mean, I don't think she did... I don't think any of them did a bad job. No. It was just a very weird movie. I mean, you put the three of them together, and I'm really excited. Like, I'm a fan of the TV show on Netflix, The Crown, and she's going to play the older version of Queen Elizabeth, so I'm interested to see her take on that. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, so we followed this up with the Spike Lee film Black Klansman, which is about a a young black cop who pretends to be white to kind of infiltrate the KKK using with his partner played by Adam Driver. That broke me. Yeah, Mostly at the end, it broke if you my are, soul. If you're, well, I think if, if you're white, it, you already feel a little uncomfortable throughout the whole part of this movie because it's like, and then knowing the context of this film, which was in the 70s, versus what we're doing now, and especially because it jumps to present at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, we are... We are a long way from what should be acceptable. Yeah. Like, I saw... Well, they had, like, the live clips from some of those rallies where people got, like, hit by a car and they yeah, actually that... had the footage and I was just like... Right, and like... People the... are just terrible. Like, it just with... made me feel like a terror. Not that I felt like a terrible person. I just felt like the world is terrible. And right. I don't know. Well, like, it a... definitely want, makes you want to make a change. Like, like it, there was a transition between, like... People in KKK hoods transitioning to, like, the people in North Carolina who are with the tiki torches saying, like, Jews will not replace us, we will not be replaced, and... Mm-hmm. listen, And then, like, they even had, like, a future, like, a current-day David Duke talking about Trump and how all this is okay and this is what needs to be done, and it's like... Yeah, it... But that... We're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. The So, like I said, the movie is about the first black cop in... Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs, which Liz at first said, like, that's that's Liz's guy. Well, Joe, well, I wonder if he would have been in the police force. Obviously, he wouldn't have, he was in well, homicide, so he wasn't a he might He might have been one of the young cops at the time, if it was the 70s. Yeah, I'd if have it, to go into my research, but Joe Kenda is, like, the best detective slash personality on investigation discovery with, uh, with his homicide hunter. Right. It's the best. Liz will do some research and find out, because I feel like... If he retired, that would have kind of lined up. He might have been... Hopefully it wasn't the cops bullying the black cop, but... No, I don't think so. They would never... If something like that were to happen, if he were a part of that, they would have never gave him a show in the oh, first Oh, yeah, that would have... Especially in this day and age. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Well, this is looking that up, just because now I'm curious. So, basically, yeah, he's a, a black cop, first black cop, and they eventually put him on, like... Not quite destiny, but he was, like, working in, like, the records room, which... It's the 70s, there's no digital files, there's just room full of boxes with file folders, and he was the guy who had to go ferry information. It was like a librarian, so to speak. 
and then he gets um, he gets put on kind of uh, an undercover job to check out this former Black Panther who's now um, towards not the liberation but just towards uh, equal rights of black people and moving forward. So he kind of goes undercover to make sure there's not going to be any bad things happening because of what he's going to say. He doesn't want to rile. They don't want him to rile up the the nice black people of Colorado Springs. Meets a girl. Um, things go well there. Then he gets does well there. So they give him a desk, make him a detective, and then he chooses to just randomly call and get involved with the cake. Call just to figure out KKK and ends up talking to people. Then uses Adam Driver and they. Get this elaborate back and forth. He's the voice of Ron Stallworth, and Adam Driver is the as his character is the the body because he's a young white guy with a goatee. I think he had a goatee, didn't he? He had facial yeah. hair as the or like a stubbly facial hair as the just to kind of play the part and try to unravel from the inside and figure out what's really going on. And it it all kind of escalates. They get in pretty deep. He ends up talking to David Duke and convincing him with the phone. David Duke is played by Topher Grace, which it really, he doesn't look like he's aged a day since he did that 70s show, so it's really weird him saying some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I like... did find it about Joe Kenda. So there's a chance that he might have, because he joined the department in 1973, was promoted in 1977 to detective, and then he retired in 96. Okay, and what was the year that, um, that Black Klansman took place? I have no idea. Yeah, so basically it kind of comes ahead. There's um, there's some more mainstream clan, which is really weird to say. There's more mainstream clan members versus more radical in the organization in this chapter. It's po- So it's possible that they, it just says they're in the early 1970s. So it's possible, but I so, don't know. They didn't really say if that guy's name, like... um Ron Stallworth. Ron Stallworth was a real well, he's a real person. Oh no, he is a real person. So let's see. Does it say when he was? Uh, just says nineteen seventies again. Let's see. If it says anything about his career involvement with. Mm-hmm. It, let's see. There's a possible chance that they work together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically. Um, oh, they might have because in 1972 he was. Um, in the records room, and he was sworn in as an officer in 1974. So yeah, they could have got. So it was they were there at the same time. So he might have been one of the good cops or one of the detectives in that room. Was he said Joe Kendall was in '94. He was made a detective. Seventy-seven was when he was a detective. So it depends on how long Ron Solver stayed with the Colorado Springs, but they they had overlap. They knew each other at least, or at least crossed paths. So that's kind of cool. That's a six degrees of separation. Yep. But keeping on with the movie, so basically, there's a radical group who wants to just stir up trouble and get all these, all the black people just kind of cleared out, because they're for white America. There's a lot of couple nuances, they make subtle jabs at what's going on now with, like, how David Duke is now, like, the national director and has eyes on, like, politics and stuff, and they said, we're not going to elect a xenophobic, racist, um, this, that, and the other to the White House, and they laugh about it, and it's like, oh yeah, and so it gets a little political because it's Spike Lee, and Spike Lee's not going to... doesn't really get subtle about those things. And I'm trying to think what else. So, yeah, basically, um, very well acted, very well made. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I mean, it does it, make you feel... Like, when it... Like, obviously, in the end, they kind of uncover it. The The bad clan members get what's coming to them yeah, without spoilers. Yeah, say so. It's really weird that you say, like good versus bad clans members but but yeah it all it becomes a really good film John David Washington plays John Stallworth and John David Washington is Denzel Washington's son and he has a lot of his dad's charisma and charm that I can kind of see and they actually look kind of similar I think that's part of the reason why he probably had the beard the whole time yeah because you can notice like certain like facial gestures he would make I'm like that looks like a Denzel Washington but it's just probably just to separate himself (laughs) But yeah, like I said, really well-made film. And then we saw, I think the most... It's a good way to end on the night on this movie, which was Bohemian Rhapsody, which is obviously the story of Queen, the formation in life of Freddie Mercury and Queen. I love that movie. It's a, it's a really good like, movie. You know how people have like their happy movie? 
I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody could be like, even though some parts are not happy, right. I feel like they could be like, I could turn it on and like, that could be my happy movie because, I don't know, right. I just like, Queen, it was such a huge part of my childhood and like, seeing how some of the, you know, the good, the favorite songs come to fruition, you know, right. it's kind of cool to see that, mm-hmm. even though I know it's not like 100% true, but what... Right. I mean, honestly, what movie can get it 100% right? Right. No movie can really be like that. And it's They have to do a condensed version because it is it is just a two-hour movie. There are songs in it. And they do have to... And they are trying to focus on Freddie Mercury's life. And they have to take some kind of liberties and take some things out of context, move some things together. Like, obviously... Um, they I know there's been like some negative feedback and some of the things I listen to are like, really don't like this movie. I know it was directed by Brian Singer, who got fired off this movie due to some sexual assault allegations, so that put kind of a negative cloud over this movie. But I still really enjoyed the movie. It's it's fun. Obviously, there's parts that are a little, like... It really makes it sound like being gay is very... Well, it's very it was very taboo at the time, and it made it seem like if you're gay, you're going to get AIDS and you're going to die. It kind of... Yeah, I would agree Which I think... That. So, it, it's... If you're, if you're gay, it's probably not the most... It's not the nicest movie to watch. And I know it's, it probably wasn't their intention, but that's how it comes off in the movie. Yeah. And, like, but I really enjoy I think Rami Malek, who I've only really seen in, like, trailer clips for that Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. But he plays, like, and he was a very different type of person than how he is in Bohemian Rhapsody. He does a really great job playing this flamboyant, intense, talented rock star. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it shows, like, his evolution from, like, this timid, uh, I forget what he's, he's, uh, from, Ma- he's not from Madagascar. Zanzibar. Zanzibar. He was born in Zanzibar. He, I think he's Indian? I yeah, think I we think figured it, that out. Right. We did, so this is, the when we went this weekend, it was the second time for seeing this right. together. So, I believe he's from Zanzibar. Right. His, his birth name was Farouk, uh, uh, what was it? Bansara? Let's see. Ben- Bansara? Um... Farouk Bansara, I think. And he, he changed his name first to Freddy because Farouk, and it's just hard to say. And then Mercury just to be... Yeah, you're right. Farouk Bansara. Okay. Like, he had... Looks like from how the movie portrays his family, his parents were very... Looks like they came to England... To have a normal life, mm-hmm. dad looks like he has a, a regular business day job, shirt and tie. Mother looks like she was stay at home. He had a daughter that was in school at the time, and he was the the one that was different, the kind of the outcast. And it showed like his relationship with um, his girlfriend and fiance, how they met, and how even though he was gay, she was still with him all of his life. Mm-hmm. And his obsession with cats that started when he was really young, which is fun. I loved that. That was awesome. And they actually, like, I don't know if these cats are trained or they just got good... I mean, cats, they really don't move on. Like, we have a cat... I have a cat sitting in my lap. There's a cat over there. They're not moving. You can put a camera on them. They'll do cat things. Mm-hmm. But I think the movie was good. I think the only thing that I feel was kind of cheesy, but just to get a crowd laugh, was the fact they had Mike Myers in that movie. Yes, I agree. Who made, like, the one line that was like, no kid's gonna... Bop around in their car listening to Bohemian Raps. I'm like, and you just God sit there laughing, it. like, yes, they will. Because you played Wayne. Was it Wayne Campbell? Is that, what, is that his I name? I don't know. Aurora Kid who bopped around in his car with his friends to Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's mm-hmm. actually what brought them back into the spotlight so many years after that happened. But, but yeah, it really doesn't. I think the best part of that movie, obviously, you see, like, his rise and fall of his career and what happened to him. But, like, it ends with the Live Aid performance, like, like pretty much uncut. Like, the full length of their performance recreated exactly. You got the full credibility. It felt much like seeing a concert. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw how creative and unique and different they were at the time. And It's a very powerful movie. I know there's people who don't like it. I think... I. Rami Malek, if he look, he's on track to win the Oscar for this. I think he deserves it. He did a great job. If the movie wins Beck's Picture, I wouldn't hate it. I think that would be fine. I agree. I don't know. I think it's hard. It's definitely hard to find someone that looks 
like Freddie Mercury because he looks so different. He's not the typical Indian kid. Right. And I think Rami Malek did a good job. Right. And the, I don't even know. I can't even imagine the fact that Sacha Baron Cohen was originally tied to be Freddie Mercury. I can't... Like, I can see it, but I feel like I would I constantly... I feel like I'd be thinking about Borat the because whole time. Because that's Sacha Baron Cohen with a mustache. He doesn't do any, yeah. like, and I feel serious like, movies. And I feel like the age that Sacha Baron Cohen is, it would look just older. Mm-hmm. Like, Rami Malek looked young enough that you change his hair and facial hair and he can look older. But Sacha Baron Cohen already is in, in his probably late 40s by now. Mm-hmm. He's going to look like he's in his late 40s and playing a 20-year-old is not going to work as well. Right. But I, yeah, I... I, enjoy- I love the fact that Rami Malek and, um, what's her name, Lucy something, the... One who played Mary, they're actually dating in real life. Yeah, that just like made my life because they're just so cute. They, they have great on stream chemistry, mm-hmm. and I just I, the whole thing like how she went all the way to Munich to find him in that movie, mm-hmm. just because. I hope at least that part was true. Like, I, I would re- I would really hope that. Because I think I'm sure that the the producer, his manager, that was all a real thing. Like his manager led to like the band kind of breaking up and him doing a solo thing and how his Not manager, the manager was, Tom- was what's Paul Paul but I feel like Paul, Paul became his manager because he fired his act there remember because the yeah, actual because man because he manipulated Littlefinger Littlefinger <laughs> that was <laughs> he manipulated Littlefinger into thinking that it's a yeah. that Freddie wanted to do a solo album right and I can't I know we're gonna talk well we'll I don't know if we're gonna be involved in the next foodies that'll be after the Oscars but I remember I saw, we saw Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star Is Born pretty close together, if I remember right. God, it's like you hate the people that like, oh, you think they're so nice, and then you're like, yeah, I these hate you. I like produce like managers are just were the two things that ruined both. Like, yeah, like their characters just evil and manipulative yeah. and caused so much more problems. The guy who played Paul and the the producer in Star Is Born, they made me want to. Oh, I, oh, so I just want to like. It's like how you're I, like you ruined everything. Why do you got to be? If you didn't exist. This Every, would everyone would have been happy. Exactly. But you can't control... Because... I don't know. Because that's what makes the movie interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I'm sure... Well, Star Wars 1, obviously, he was a fake character, but I'm sure Paul existed. I don't know if it went to what extent. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some truth to that. But who's to say? With any movie that's based... Even based on actual events or actual characters, there's always going to be liberties. Mm-hmm. Because no one knows exactly what happened behind the scenes because you're taking... Because like, I don't think Freddie Mercury ever wrote a book about his life or anything like that. Obviously, the person who played Paul, at least in the movie, kind of told his story. But So you're getting one side of the story. We don't know what actually happened. Right. Eyewitness accounts are still subject to the person seeing it and their right. own disposition about the events. So, Although I do think it's cool that Queen is going to be performing at the Oscars. Yeah, that will be... I know there's been... I talked about this um, yesterday a little bit. Um, on Poor 360 about the Oscars, and it will be kind of the topic next week. But the Academy Awards have been kind of all over the place this year. They had a popular film Oscar, which they withdrew due to backlash. They were not going to perform all the songs, and they withdrew that due to backlash. And they were going to limit the categories and had a host and all that. They've changed all that stuff. And apparently they've been trying to get Queen to play... Since they haven't had a host, they've been trying to get them to perform to open the show since they didn't have a host. There's no little opening monologue. What better way to get the crowd going than have Queen perform? And that's going to be Queen and Adam Lambert because obviously Freddie Mercury has been dead for, what, 30 years now? 91. Tw- so how old are you? You're going to be 29? I'm going to be 29. So in a 28 few- years? 28 years. God. I know. That's crazy. So, and basically, I think Adam Lambert's my age? Maybe in his early 30s? I can look that up, but. So I basically, don't Adam know. Lambert was barely a kid. Maybe when Freddie Mercury died, and now he's playing with Queen. And I mean, you can't com- you can't compete with Freddie Mercury's range and his talent. But Adam Lambert does a pretty good job. I remember when I was younger, and I remember watching American Idol when he was on it and performed with Kiss, and has a pretty good range. But I've honestly, I know they're touring. Actively. Adam Lambert is actually thirty seven. I would not have guessed that. No, I would have thought if you said like if you just said oh he's twenty seven, I'd be like okay, I can. But I mean, he was on. Um, he was on American Idol in 2009, and okay, I don't so know that, how old he was. So that was 10 that years was ago. 10 years ago, so yeah. He was in his late 30s then? Or no, or late no, 20s? late 20s. Okay, that, that tracks, I guess. But he doesn't, he doesn't look like he's aged at all, but... Mm-mm. So that'll be interesting to That's see. That's what happens when you're a gay guy that knows how to do makeup. You right. just don't look old. So it's going to be very interesting, musically. So you're going to have Queen perform. 
You're gonna have Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper doing "Shallow," which is the most in, like the infamous song from *A Star Is Born*. I thought then you were pro- gonna say "important song." Not I really, was gonna laugh. At you. <laughs> no, not important song. It's the the. It was in the trailer. Everyone knows that song. That's where they're performing that. Bette Midler's gonna perform the Mary Poppins song, "The Place Where Lost Things Go." I don't know what other song got nominated. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, there's that one song from RBG that Jennifer Hudson's gonna sing. And oh, the song from uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I haven't seen yet. I, it looks interesting. Looks funny. It's a it, it's a Coen Brothers movie. So, but yeah. So I think that does for the like the Oscar movie talk. Now I guess we should talk about some food. Food. And food. we haven't. Food. And obviously, I think the last food that we were a part of talking about was food from our wedding. So we're not going to go into that again. But another a meal that we had not too lo- terribly long ago. Was it this new restaurant that opened that was called Lazy Dog? It was an originally a California-based restaurant that had a bunch of locations. And this is their first location, really, outside of the West Coast. I believe so. I think they're, they're working on one in the city in Chicago, but I have no idea. But right. it's uh, this, awesome. This might be their, like, their trial one, which they put in a new development in next to where we live. So it's right by my work and right by the movie theater, which is very nice. And mm-hmm. since it's open, it's been packed... Like, oh, it's 6 o'clock, it's early enough, we can get dinner, not wait. Oh, and no, it was, it was 5 o'clock that we were trying to oh, get Oh, it was 5 there, o'clock. That's and they what... were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to be busy. We get there, and there's a big old wait. Right. Like, this is what it's like, well, you can do a call-in. Or No, it's not a call-in, it's a call-ahead. A call-ahead. So you say, like, you call them while you're in the car and say, hey, we're I minutes. have a group of 10 people, we'll be there in 10 minutes. And they're like, okay, well, we'll turn the list, so you don't have to wait as long. Which kind of... I mean, I guess that. I think we're definitely going to do that next time because I want to bring our friends there. I think yeah, be- it's very good. I had this pot roast sandwich, and I oh. love pot roast. And I feel like if you do pot roast wrong, then shame on you. All right. But this, they did it really well. They had like an au jus. They had. Um, licking my jeans? I'm talking to Daisy. Yeah, Daisy was like licking my pants. Oh, well. But um, I had the au jus, and they had like this horseradish sauce on it like everything worked out really well it was delicious like i was sitting there and i was like this is the best pork or this is the best pot roast i've ever eaten ever and i was just very happy and i could not stop talking about how happy i was and i think andrew is getting mad at me because he's like well i don't feel that way about my burger i mean the burger was delicious but i mean I thought no, did, was it even was it a it wasn't a bison was it a bison burger? I don't know. I don't think you got a bison burger. I think you just got a regular burger with good stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think when I go back, I want to try that pot roast sandwich or another thing on the menu because a lot of the menu options were great. There was this weird sweet uh, sauce for their fries that I wanted to try that was good but different. The whole vibe Ow! of this place. Hey, Daisy. Sorry. Sorry, Daisy just bit Liz. Hey. None of this. This is what we did last night when I was podcasting. Um, yeah, she also got covered in pollen today. Yeah, so she has little yellow spots all over her. Yeah. But, so, this place is kind of like a, a ski lodge vibe to it. Yeah, everybody wears plaid. It's wonderful. And the best part is you. In, they have a covered, heated patio that you can bring your dog to. There's and that, they have a dog menu. They have a dog menu. Like, you can get burgers, chicken. Like, so, everything comes. Like It's very simple. It's like... Like, unspiced meat cooked with, like, rice and stuff, and they have their own spot. I can't wait to take Max there in the spring. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to Like, and I really... There's a lot of menu options I want to try. They have their own house beers that were really good. I got their... I think they had their Hefeweizen. Yeah, they had really some good, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very impressed. The bar looked really cool. They... They had fire hydrants was what their taps came out of, which I thought was pretty unique. And yeah. Lazy Dog, it's all dog friendly or dog themed yeah it was good i enjoyed that yeah i yeah i think that um well and then of course recently we had dinner with my grandparents and they are the thing with my grandparents is that they're from like kind of like off the boat germans so they still they're very traditional in the sense like traditional european people in terms of like they um they haven't really Americanized what they eat, so they're still eating stuff that they ate back in Germany or Austria, which is great for you because you love all that food. Oh and yes, you wouldn't get exposed to it otherwise. Exactly. So, uh, what was it on Friday? We went over to my grandparents' house and we had uh, bona soup, which is bean. It's navy bean soup, 
And there's all sorts of deliciousness that comes with it. It's, um, I think it's like, so the soup itself is navy beans and, um, I think like chicken broth and other things. Well, don't, they, don't they put the, don't they put, potatoes. Don't they put the ham bone in it? Yes, they put the ham bone in it. And then, um, it, you put noodles in it. Like they, my, my grandparents are very much against, like if they're going to be making a traditional like German or, um, European dish, they will not use spaghetti they won't use store-bought they make they, their own yeah i've never had a store-bought noodle at their house or whenever they made a dish it's mm-hmm. all delicious and homemade and i've seen them make it and i don't know how you have the time but it's so well worth it yeah it's definitely worth it so you know it's um, like there's like there's a special thing that they strain it through that it boils in the water and it's just not necessarily. With isn't, like, isn't, noodles, like a, isn't like a special thing? Like oh, a, that's for the spatzel. It's still a little different. Uh, but for the noodles for bonus soup, they just cut them like really thin. Opa's, my grandfather is like the noodle guy because he always, sorry, um, he always gets the, um, he always has to cut it a certain way or else he yells at my, or he, he complains about it to my Oma. But the best part, the best part of bonus soup is there's always smoked meat and so um andrew had they went to a new butcher to get they've been looking all over because all these european butchers are closing or yeah like they're going out of business or they're retiring and closing the stand and whatever or the butcher shop and yeah, stuff not, not people our age are going into butchery not Although, butchery. Is that a, uh, no. yeah i guess being so. a butcher there's not i would do it i'm come from well, Opa and I think my Oma, her, both their parents were butchers. and actually, It's in your blood. It's in my blood. That's how I know that. That's how I can tell there's good meat and bad meat. But mm-hmm. anyway, so you had, they got two different kinds of sausages. There's one hot and one mild, and you like those. I like, I like, I like good non, I, I like sausage in general, but their sausages were both really good. It's not, the flavor yeah. is always great. It's good with. Just go putting the the bonus soup on top of it and having it with the noodles. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Liz, my favorite though is well, there's two types of like smoked meat that they they bring. So yeah, the ham hocks, which is like the pig knuckle. Oh, it is so delicious. Like I didn't discover. I don't know what my stupid child mind was thinking. Not I didn't start eating it until both those things don't sound good. Right, and well, and smoke butt. But I didn't start eating any of that stuff until probably college. And, like, I, like, there are certain, I don't know why I was so picky when I was younger. It really, it's baffling now. Where's this been all my life? But, like, they always made, like, I didn't like bona soup up until recently, or, like, at least in the past ten years, Mm -hmm. probably less, like, the last five years. And then, then it's like, I had these ham hocks, and I'm in love. Like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry, vegetarians, but you could not. I this would be like my this is kryptonite to me, ham hocks. It's just the fat content and the smoking. It's just awesome. Smoked meats in general, smoked turkey, smoked ham. It's all when you smoke a meat and you preserve it that way, it's delicious. Well, and same with the smoke butt. So we had so when we went to the movies, we we were lucky enough to be able to sneak stuff in. Well, so you know, like, totally, I mean, you're not technically not supposed to, but they don't stop when you're here for the showcase. You could bring water, blankets neck pillows so we bring like a little cooler or... well, we bring like a bag of stuff so like usually like when our first movie is going on we have like uh like some we bring fruit so we're not like eating crap all day right so we don't have, like... and then the second or the after the it was after the first movie we decided to have lunch and my grandparents gave us the leftovers of the smoke butt and we had smoke butt sandwiches and it was even better the second day i oh, love cold smoked ham in general is great pork oh i love it it made me happy it makes my heart happy it's so much better than like a a crappy subway sandwich exactly like and it was filling we didn't have to get up we got to stretch our legs have some smoke but we had some chips we had our water and then we're not so we're not eating popcorn for eight hours because i would do that and i would feel miserable by the end of this the last movie exactly and we'll probably i don't know what we're gonna do next week might make something we might just raid the food court because it is at a mall the movie theater is on the end cap of one of the malls so you can there's like a panda express and a mcdonald's and a pizza place that always has the slice of pizza or the calzone or whatever so yeah it'll just depend on how we're feeling or maybe i could call my own and be like hey more smoke let's have 
Well, she made me... So, I didn't have school on Monday. For President's Day. For President's Day. And she made schnitzel, which is awesome as well. Schnitzel is awesome. I had that for lunch today. awesome. Leftover schnitzel, also good. Yeah, so that's always a good leftover. A lot of the meat that my grandparents make are good for leftovers the next day. I mean, and it's like... There's not really any preservatives in it. It's all made it's fresh. All fresh. It's just good. I mean, I've gone shopping with my grandparents multiple times um, for groceries and stuff just because it's fun to get some quality time in with them. Right. And it's like you rarely, like when we go around the grocery store, my grandparents rarely spend more than five minutes in like the processed foods aisles like they're always they're they do the they do the the ring and not the inner aisles right right like they're always... veggies fruits meats yeah we spend the most time in the fruits and vegetable section and then also the butcher we cannot area. say that <laughs> oh I we're, we're pretty we're pretty good we get our fruits and we get our dairy and our this week shit. i was pretty good mm-hmm. i was um shopping for us and i mostly stayed on the outside the only inner aisle we go to is the liquor aisle <laughs> i wish but no so we like our trips i don't know they just they live such a wonderful life right and they're I, and lovely I'm... with their they eat i mean when they when i talk tradition usually it's not good they usually don't eat like a big meal like bona super schnitzel in the morning or in the afternoon or at night i guess they usually eat it at lunchtime because that's kind of like the european way is like you eat a bigger lunch and, and a small breakfast dinner. and yeah it's like breakfast and lunch are bigger but then dinner is kind of like eh. isn't there dinner usually like later too it's like like an eight o'clock meal or something like a small not my grandparents but yeah in europe nowadays it is usually later but my grandparents eat at five o'clock and it's right. usually leftovers, like from, but their leftovers are good. Like there's certain leftovers I will not eat, but their leftovers I will mm-hmm. eat any day of the week. I eat all leftovers, but that's just me. That's how I was raised. All leftovers are good, especially grilled food leftovers are always awesome. You like that too? They're okay. Burgers, hot dogs, all that. You're not, you're not a hot dog person though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think. That might do it for today. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? We talked about the wonders of German home cooking that I hope gets passed down and Liz will can learn to make all of that. Oh, yeah. If not, her mom has picked up some stuff that she can teach and do. Mm. But yeah, but they're still... They're in the early 80s. They're spry and they're going to help us redo a bathroom in a few weeks. Yep. So, cheers to them. Yep. I think that does it for us. Yeah, Yeah, I think that'll do it for foodies watching movies for this week. The next episode will follow the Oscars, so I'm sure there'll be some stuff to say that. I don't know if we will be on it. We might be. We might have the rest of the foodies gang uh, here. We might be there. I don't know yet. The future is still uncertain. But that'll do it. I am Andrew Poor. I'm Liz. Have a great week, guys. You can check us out on the socials at Foodies Watching Movies. I think we're on Instagram. I know they've been posting a lot of stuff. Check all the other shows on the network at journeyintocomics.com. The Patreon. I know the uh, Fun for Funds or Funds for Fun event happening in mid-March in Lafayette, Indiana. If you're in the area and you want to help us out, that would be greatly appreciated. But yeah, just enjoy all the episodes on the network. You can check out the best of the weeks on Sunday. All the other shows on the network. Dolce and Ease will probably be back at some point in late spring, early summer. I don't know 100% on that. I'm sure when Nate listens to this, he'll have a good idea of when he would like us back. But yeah, until then, we'll see you guys next time.